from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Wednesday, July 4th, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. Uh, happy birthday, America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Andre Henry. Yo. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And completing the all-male cast for one last week before Andy gets back from China, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hello, everyone. We're aware <laughs> of the dire need of Annie Downs on the show, everyone. You yes, don't have to yeah. tweet us this information. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've made it You've made it painfully clear. Painfully clear. <laughs> well, well, the good news is she'll be back on Friday's show. Thankfully. That's right. Friday's show, she will be back. She's on a plane right now coming back from China. She, uh, she, oh, she, wow. She texted me uh, 10 hours ago saying, I'm getting on a plane Dude, for oh, America. Awesome. So. She, was, she was uninvited to the birthday party for America that we're from. <laughs> <today, so. laughs> hey, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to rapper Taylor Gray. He has a great new album out. Uh, we also, in, in, uh, in light of what day it is today, we have our annual tradition uh, Jesse's game, indie rock band or firework. It's where uh, a listener I, will go toe to toe and tell us whether a name that Jesse has found is the name of an indie rock band or an actual firework that you can I, buy at one of those stands. I, it's I, be I, this may be a bold statement, but I feel like the Fourth of July holiday is more known for this game now than uh, the Declaration of Independence. Than the Constitution. Like, yeah, that's for not sure. the first time I've yeah, heard that. I, I, I feel. I feel like, and I don't want to steal the founding fathers' thunder, but they had a good run. With this day, they had a few hundred years where it was all there, but it started. The tide started to shift, so I'm I'm excited to play this week. You're playing a dangerous game, Jesse. Messing around with the founding fathers right now. The Constitution has been amended many times. This game, the rules of this game, have been amended zero times. Zero times. Very clear. Test of time. You're making some very good points right now. (laughs) Well, hey, this this is a little behind the scenes. We're recording for the second week in a row. Recording on the wrong day, not a normal day. This is a holiday week. That's the reason why. Um, I've been largely out of town the last two weeks. Uh, I was only here one day last week. That's when we recorded, and then I left again. So this is my first time seeing you guys. Yeah, good to see and you. Uh, no, it's good to see you too. Everybody doing well? <laughs> hey, well, We're it's been you, you know. I think we've been productive in your absence, Andre. Congratulations, uh, Tyler. Congratulations. The Urban Sombrero <laughs> cover is coming along <laughs> nicely. <laughs> it's a peach, Cameron. It's a peach. Um, uh, Jesse, I haven't told you this. But la- okay, so last week Cohen and I did our annual summer vacation, and we wanted to mix it up this year. Yeah, and and we decided to fly to San Francisco and rent a car and drive down the coast of California oh, to it's LA. A great- drive yeah. it's so pretty it's incredible Beautiful. it's incredible yeah and uh and and jesse i was in the middle of nowhere big sur mm-hmm. right no I'm, cell yeah. literally no cell coverage for hours mm-hmm. that remote most you know jaw-dropping scenery it's so gorgeous I, I i the day before we were staying up in monterey we went whale watching um went oh, out wow. on a boat for four hours literally went out to the whales humpback whales are jumping out of the water wow. next to the boat it was unbelievable and then at our hotel the guy said you know i he said where are you going next and i said down to big sur and he said there's this restaurant there you got to check out 
like Nana Pate or something. He said some name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, it's incredible. It's on a cliff overlooking the water. It's actually a really good restaurant in the middle of nowhere. You should, you should find it. Mm. I'm driving. Next day we go there and we're driving Big Sur and I'm actually, it's dinner time and I'm hungry and I'm going, oh, what was that restaurant? He said, mm-hmm. and then lo and behold, you come around the corner and out in the middle of nowhere, there's this restaurant and it's this nice looking restaurant. Mm-hmm. So we stop. Jesse, I'm telling you, no cell coverage for hours. Yeah. Okay. This is how remote it was. I walk in and who's walking right in front of me, but Kawhi Leonard. No way. Kawhi Leonard of the San Antonio Spurs. Wow. And he's in the news right now because he's, you know, not happy with San Antonio. They might be trading him to LA. Uh This is the day before free agency all started. Uh I mean, I'm kind of going, and I'm like, I'm going, humana, humana, humana. I got got (laughs) starstruck. I turned into a 12 year old kid. I didn't know what to say. And then I'm like, and he walked by me and then I look at the bus boy and I'm like, what's that Kawhi Leonard? And he's like, calm down, man. And he's like, the bus boy literally told me, he goes, be cool. Hey, be cool. Hey, like we have celebrities out here. Yeah. Be cool. And he told me to be cool. So I didn't talk to him, but I wanted to ask him where he's going to go. Yeah. I wanted to give you the scoop. Well, I, I think I feel I like he's to trying to, to go to LA, especially now LeBron's LA. there. Like he wants to force their hand. Yeah. Uh, and cause he's still got yeah. one year left on his contract. I well, there goes that my cl- slice. I I saw that story going in a different direction, Cameron. I saw in my head, I'm like, you know, you went whale watching, then you went to this secluded, rare restaurant. I'm like, Cameron, you ate forbidden humpback whale meat, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Endangered humpback meat, the sweetest of all the meats. Oh my my God. And then down in LA, you know, I mean, this is common. You live in LA. I was in Santa Monica, and Uh and it was like, I mean, you're going to see celebrities, right? For sure. So just walking down the street uh bumped into literally bumped into simon cowell american really? idol <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. he was there with his little kid and his wife what, was uh, he wearing a very very tight v-neck dude he was wearing a black v-neck t- t- <laughs> yeah. t-shirt yeah, yeah, like literally the uniform um yeah. and then uh at the corner when i was waiting across the 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 road i was standing next to pedro from napoleon dynamite no way. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. What is he doing now? What's I wouldn't he doing know now? Pedro if I saw him. Too. <laughs> he was yeah, a, I wouldn't know what he, I don't know what he looks like he was now. Just, yeah. He was just there with his friends. He was yeah. just walking across the street with me. That's what he's, he's doing. He's collecting, collecting those Napoleon di- ri- dynamite rituals, you know? <laughs> I, bet, I bet every time you buy a Vote for Pedro shirt, he gets like $2. That's always been the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was my, that's my recap of uh, my my week, the star-studded sightings of Simon Cowell, Kawhi <laughs> Leonard, and Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. But anyway, quite, the, be back. quite the trio. Well, moving the show along, it's time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for In Case You Missed It. Hey, in case you missed it, uh, HBO announced that they are making a televangelism show what? starring Danny McBride and John Goodman. It's uh. called The Righteous Gemstones, and the duo are going to play the father and son combo of Eli Gemstone and his eldest son, Jesse Gemstone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Variety says, Eli, uh, the character is described as unbending in a force in the ministry game. He's known the world over for his aggressive salvation techniques, his worldwide ministries, and his award-winning weekly television program. His light is fading, but he takes no guff. (laughs) Jesse, on the other hand, Jesse, the son, is the heir to the throne and a, quote, maverick in the ministry game, taking what Eli has built and expanding it for a more modern audience. The pilot is about to shoot. I, I cannot wait. Oh, I cannot this wait. Like right up my alley. This is like this is like, like the, my interests. This is Jesse Duplantis meets Oral and Richard Roberts. Yeah, well, it, it's almost a perfect vortex. Here's the only thing that gives me caution. I've seen Danny McBride's other 
uh, content with HBO. It right, has yeah. an edge to it. It's uh, yeah. it's not afraid uh-huh. to go some graphic places. So <laughs> that in the world of televangelism. Yeah, HBO likes to play the like the like violent sex and nudity card as much as they can because they can get away with. Well, Kenny Powers, him. Kenny Powers is one of the most hilariously vile characters ever to grace television sets. You know, so seeing basically Kenny Powers as a televangelist. We're going to proceed with caution, but let's proceed here. Let's proceed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was it? Vice Principals, that show, too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. It's basically the same which, character, just like a slightly toned down version. Yeah. Right. Which, uh, which televangelist, which like fame televangelist do you think they're going to be pulling from? I think it's an amalgam of the Hagans. You've got, you've got sure. Papa Hagan and Kenneth mm-hmm, Hagan, mm-hmm. Oral and Richard yeah. Roberts, mm-hmm. mixed in with the, like, the southern sass of a Jesse Duplantis. Yeah, that's exactly. what that's like. Oh, Interesting. I, I, I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could pull this in as consultants. What are we doing? Oh, but it's man. taking... I love the idea... I love the idea of a show about like ministry nepotism, right? Like the father and the son. And I love it that they made the, that the they're Spirit. making. I, I hope that Danny McBride's gets more and more outlawish, like the televangelism <laughs> outlaw. You know, it was like, it was like when I remember back in the day when like Franklin Graham like became, you know, it was like he was the heir apparent to Billy Graham, right? Right. And he released uh-huh. a book and he's on a Harley Davidson and it was like rebel uh-huh. with a cause or something. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're telling me Billy Graham's son rides a motorcycle? Or a leather jacket. <laughs> oh, new generation here. Well, new generation. I have been. To, I have been at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel here in Nashville as part of the National Religious Broadcasters Association, and I have heard a a public evangelical figure whose name I won't use, but we've all heard of him, who described himself without irony as the bad boy of Christian broadcasting. Oh, no way. <laughs> Are you serious? Okay, you got to tell us. Hey, he said it publicly. Yeah, right. Obviously, no, he's the bad boy of Christian Brat. Like, who's the first person to come to your mind? He you said it publicly. We can report it. Come on. That's right. You're who just, is it? You're just repeating right, what right. he said. All right. This was this was said by none other than <laughs> Phil Cook. Phil Cook. Oh yes. Uh, so, I feel like I feel like if you're gonna call yourself the bad boy of Christian broadcasting, that is a very high bar. Considering like <laughs> I would say probably a third of Christian broadcasters have been in prison at this point for You better come up with some dirt on yourself, right? Yeah, I want to see uh, the rap sheet. If you're the bad boy, then you you have to be worse than the guy who went to prison and is now selling like end times vats of cornmeal. That's pretty bad boy. That's pretty bad boy. Uh, oh man, yeah. I don't think they're going to be pulling from the Jim Baker apocalyptic end of things. I think they're going the straight like buckle of the Bible belt. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Well, I think there's more material there anyway. I don't know. I've I've yeah. thought about this show too much because I'm like I really hope they are like podcast fans like the writers in, in my fantasy world and they hire us as like writing consultants because I've already pictured like John Goodman is like he is wearing like the old school crouch suits like a lot of white mm-hmm. suits you know kind of rhinestone yeah. but Danny McBride I, I see I picture him affliction he's all afflictioned out you know like <laughs> very <laughs> elaborate <laughs> jeans and things like that that's how that's elaborate how they're shaping elaborate jeans is like that, like rhinestones and stuff yeah right? no I know I'm saying that what, is such a descriptive stuff on yeah <laughs> that is like the perfect description of that person gigantic yeah, crosses elaborate on, the, on like the back you 
you know, uh, and there's right, like they're right. tattered in weird places, and he wears like a chain wallet, and he's like bringing it to the uh, new generation, obviously, and, and pointy know. dress shoes with the jeans. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh man, I can't wait. All right. Well, hey, in case you missed it, uh, this week Leon Bridges. Uh, who's on the cover of the current issue of Relevant, actually. Uh, and country singer Luke Combs sang an incredible version of the song Beyond on CMT's Crossroads. The two were paired up for the series, which matches country artists with unexpected collaborators. Here's a clip. In my darkness, I remember Mama's words reoccurred to me Surrender to the good Lord You know, wipe your snake clean Take me to your river. I, I was skeptical. I was skeptical when this came across my radar, but I'm convinced now Leon Bridges could sing with anyone and make it awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's rare. Because like my least favorite part of the Grammys is where they do the unexpected collaborations. They rarely yeah. land. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that's good. This one landed. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, in case you missed it this week, Kendrick Lamar says he's been baptized twice. Yeah. Uh, not this week. He didn't. He wasn't baptized <laughs> twice this week. But he came out this week. In a recent Vanity Fair cover story titled The Gospel According to Kendrick Lamar, uh, he explains that he was first baptized when he was 16, but then again in his 20s, quote, just for that reassurance and belief in God. When talking about being involved in gangs, he said, I've seen my own bloodshed and I've seen the cause of other people shedding their blood as well. He said, I knew something else had to happen. And that realization led to his recommitment of faith. Wow. Yeah. I, I think we've all been there. We have revival service, and it's like think about I, I think I'm just going to go shit. ahead and top it off. And uh, need yeah, to, well, need I, to, I think everyone's been again. in the situation where they're at like the summer camp or something, and you've been a Christian. You're literally your entire life. You can't remember ever not being a Christian. And they give a salvation messages about like the kids who died in the car accident on the way home from summer camp last year. We just don't drinking. know. We don't know where they're ending up right <laughs> mm-hmm. now. You're like, you know what? I'm coming up. I'm getting saved tonight. Just this is this is an insurance Just salvation. In right here. Like I can't yeah. have too many, you know. <laughs> just for good measure. Do I got saved a lot as a teenager. Every time there was an opportunity to get saved, I just did it again. I mean, why what does not? it hurt? What does <laughs> it hurt? <laughs> what, is, what does it hurt? <laughs> the uh, the on the Santa Monica Pier on Saturday, there was like literally as you walked down it, you know, the people like Jesus Lord signs oh, man, with the yeah. megaphones. But it wasn't just like one random dude. It was like like as you went down the piers, like another one, there's another one, there's another one, there's yeah. another one. They were going. I mean, yeah. it was a it was a revival happening. But one guy in particular, he was going the scare tactic route. One guy was kind of anti, you know, he was kind of homophobic. He uh-huh. was preaching yeah. against sin and everything. Yeah. And then one one person was kind of kind of monotone. He was just kind of saying the plan of salvation scripture. So they stuff. were like talking over each other. Uh, there was well, they, no, no, no. They were like strewn across the pier. So oh, like okay. they were. Gotcha. You were always listening to when something. You, when you're out of earshot of one, the yeah, next one, yeah. the next one kicks in. So two things. One, uh, talking about the every you know at summer camp, everybody's going to die, sort of thing. One guy was going. His tactic was that. His tactic was every night seventy six thousand people die in their sleep. <laughs> Dang. That, that, I was like, is that right? That seems like absurdly yeah. high. That yeah. seems like we run out of people. Like, <laughs> <in my laughs> that was what I was thinking. And he was like, my daughter told me that. 
And I didn't believe her. <laughs> and then she said, Google it. And so I, I Googled it. And you know what? Right. My daughter was right. <laughs> so we're going to trust his nameless daughter. <laughs> this is the only person he cites is it? a daughter it that sounds you know like it. the foundation of that guy's faith and his mission in life is a random fact that his daughter told him and, and that still sounds up too absurdly high to be true to me right? and, and he's like uprooting his life hey i don't want to be you know it's a it's a numbers game at this point one of these nights i'm going to sleep and not waking up so i'm gonna cover my bases here uh, but the, the thing that was the most notable was there's this one guy, the guy who was the, the one who was going kind of negative. He was the preaching against all the sinners. Um, another guy with his own megaphone sidled up next to him with his own handmade signs that said, this guy is the devil with an arrow pointing to the, the evangelist. And he, so every time the evangelist would say something, the other guy had his own megaphone that he brought from home and he was yelling stuff like like rebutting it yeah wow. it was it was the craziest thing oh, i've man. ever seen i was kind of hoping that, that this was going to go there to like the dueling evangelist it situation was, yeah no it wasn't dueling evangelist it was literally a guy <laughs> who wanted to just go and heckle the evangelist and i was like that is i mean again i'm not i'm not for the guy's message yeah. but i thought it was brilliant i mean it was one of the most it was one of the most uncomfortable things i've ever experienced in person that is because you thought you were wondering if the Amazing. evangelist just doesn't have enough and just punch the guy. You know, I mean, there was he wasn't standing away from him. He was standing right like next to him, right next to him. And like the evangelist has to be the Christian and he had to just take it. That's you great. know, it was great. Well, I have did, did the anti evangelist or the heckler have any discernible worldview or was he just like heckling <laughs> just for the like sake no. of heckling? Well, <laughs> I looked at his he had a plethora of signs with him like 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 laying next to him, you know, that he had brought yeah. for whatever the situation. <laughs> Most of his signs were anti-Trump. You know, okay. like mo- mm-hmm. like almost all of his signs were anti-Trump, but he had one sign that said this this man or this, this man's the devil. devil. Yeah. And he decided, to, you know, that was going to be his cause that day. Yeah. Was to heckle the evangelist. But. You know, you know I want to interject here. I want to interject here really fast. I just did a quick Google. How many people die in their sleep every day? According to answers.com, it's <laughs> our, our friend is off. The, yeah. He's low, actually. He's lowballing us. It's eighty nine thousand. That there is no way. That's, that's what right. it says. That's, that's the, 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 here's Google the thing. Though, is like what? What is the source of that? You know, that was written by a person. I'm looking at the same thing. There's that. that, that I don't, there is I don't no know. way that's right because I'm that's like when you like hear, a, a well, you know, source. you eat uh, seven pounds of spiders every year in your sleep. Like that's one of those myths that just like perpetuate, and suddenly everyone just believes it. Like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm chomping down on spiders every night. Probably. I, that's just I understand that now. You know. Well, okay, but uh, well, I think we also need to define what is dying in your sleep mean because like yeah, I guess if i true. have cancer <laughs> if i have right. cancer and i'm laying there right asleep right i die you died of i cancer. technically died in my sleep but i died <laughs> of cancer <laughs> right yeah. yeah and if you're saying ninety thousand people die each day just not randomly in their sleep just yeah. like you know perfectly healthy people yeah go to bed yeah, i don't think i don't that's not what i mean you're not like just random like thanos snapping dying in your sleep but there's like you're sick you fall asleep you're like well you never know you you could have died being awake just as easily you right. just happened to be asleep when it happened right you know what i would do if i was that <laughs> evangelist who's very heckled by the guy yeah. i would come back with the ultimate burn i'd come right. back with the ultimate burn and i'm with stupid shirt and it's got 
shot an arrow right back at him. I'm the stupid. This shirt is classic, man. You burned. You burned. Then you're just like, and you're gonna burn. And you're gonna burn. Yeah. You're gonna burn. Oh yeah, there was a, a fire and brimstone guy too. Yeah. It was interesting how each of them had a different tactic. Yeah. Right. That's One of them yeah. was evangelizing in Spanish. Okay. I mean, like literally, there was like seven or eight of them all, all across the pier, and they all had a totally different tactic. Hmm. And but you know, I, but have you ever encountered like an evangelist on the street that like actually had like good news? You know, yeah. like something that you listen to, and you're like, man, that's compelling. Yeah, the, that's the, uplifting. The, the stuff. first yeah. guy yeah. ever. The first guy was reading scripture and just talking that Christ came you know, to save you and, yeah. and he loves yeah. you and he was doing the Romans road thing and it wasn't angry. Okay. You know, it was just, and it was actually very, his tone was very level headed. Was, was he shouting at the, that's, no, no, no. It was difference. very, it was very calm. Yeah. And, and, and it was not, I wouldn't say compelling, like he was drawing a crowd or anything, but it wasn't an- antagonistic. Right. Right. Yeah. All the other ones were heavily antagonistic. Yeah. That's such an interesting thing is that when I hear street preachers, they have such bad, good, you know, like, it's just bad news. Yeah, most of yeah. them are really angry. Yeah. And the thing that I don't get is like the assumption by the evangelist that because I'm on the Santa Monica Pier on a sunny <laughs> right. Saturday afternoon, I'm living in sin. Yeah. Like to him right. or like yeah. I'm walking out of a soccer game and therefore I'm clearly a sinner. Right. I yeah. mean, the ones were there at like 2 a.m. downtown where the clubs are. <laughs> I mean, I get uh, why you're there. Pretty good guess. Yeah. But why are you why are you <laughs> yelling at me, man? I'm on your side. Like statistically, about 50 percent of us are on your side. We're right. just an yeah. assortment of the population <laughs> at the beach, man. We're not living in sin necessarily. And it's not great. I don't know, man. Like, Santa, hey, man. Santa Monica, that pig, like it's a den of like, I know what it's like in Santa Monica. You throw a rock out there. You're hitting somebody who just like sat, like cut a goat's head off the night before. <laughs> hey, I mean, Simon Cowell was walking down the sidewalk. Simon Cowell. Yeah, here, here's, yeah, they, that, well, Simon Cowell's out there for sure. Yeah, so I think the tactic is wrong because I don't respond to being yelled at just by randos <laughs> on the street with a bullhorn, right? Yeah, no. But you know what is, I do respond plan. to? What's that? Sign spinning because it's awesome. You ever see a good sign turn? I'll stop to watch it. I'll read their sale. I've bought numerous furniture items that I don't need because I was so pulled in by the sign spinner. Like, that's a skill. Yeah. I mean, you have like nine cell phones uh, that I saw because of the sign spinners, and and you've got your taxes done four times each exactly. year because of the sign spinners. When when, when that uh, you know Lady Liberty did a seven twenty <laughs> while the sign while the arrow was pointing in there, it's like all right, taxes right here, right here. If they can do that, I can definitely trust them with some paperwork. You know, I think that would win me over too. Like I'm like, you know how that guy did that? Grace, Grace, absolutely. <laughs> uh, tell me about this Romans Road. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, in case you missed it this week, this is interesting. Uh, Joel Houston, uh, the worship leader from Hillsong United, uh, caused theological controversy when he tweeted um, that he- evolution is undeniable and that God created the Big Bang. It started when a Twitter follower asked him about discussing evolution in the song, So Will I. Um, a line in the song goes like this. And as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. If it all reveals your nature, so will I, uh, which, you know, it's mm-hmm. gotten a lot of controversy, obviously. Yeah. So uh, a listener uh, tweeted at him and, and Joel responded and he said, evolution is undeniable created by God as a reflective means of displaying nature's pattern of renewal and pursuance of God's word and owed to the nature of the creative God. It reflects and only ever in part, not the source science and faith aren't at odds 
God created the Big Bang. The tweet set off a firestorm, and Houston actually sent dozens of tweets answering questions and clarifying his thoughts on creation. This is the thing that I respect the most about him. I mean, a lot yeah. of people kind of like yeah, will agreed. drop a bomb and leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He actually agreed. engaged things for hours. Super, and yeah. was Super cool. Never riled up and was like just yeah. even keeled about the whole thing. He said, uh, so, so one follower asked if he believed man evolved from apes. And Joel mm-hmm. said, I believe God created humanity out of the dust and breathed his breath and spirit into us. Hmm. He added, the entire premise of so will I is the redemptive, creative authority and power of God's word that at the end of the day, all our best theories, ideas, dogmas, and best attempts at understanding will ultimately surrender to the word at the beginning, to quote another song. Let me also add, God is way bigger than we think. He can, we can try to box him in any way we like with science, theology, a tweet or a song. He is undiminished by our limitations. If God's creative process was an easy working week or finally crafted over six ages of millennia, does it make him any more or less God or us any more or less created in his image? There you go. Hmm. So I, I got to be everybody. honest. I checked out when I heard the word evolution. <laughs> Big red flag. Big red flag. Just zone him out. Just zone him out. <laughs> I, I continually, I'm, I'm continually surprised how this is like a controversial topic to well to, listen i mean a lot of a lot of our listeners we got to acknowledge i mean a lot of our listeners i mean listen none of us were there right there's seven widely adopted uh beliefs uh, christian beliefs about creation and evolution mm-hmm. um uh, you can read up on those um, there's a lot of organizations like biologos who's done yeah. a lot of work in the science and faith uh the intersection of science and faith um but there's seven widely adopted ones. So, I mean, there's a spectrum of beliefs that yeah. are all Christian beliefs about mm-hmm. origin. Um, I, I, you know, I think where Joel's coming from saying evolution is undeniable. He, he's not saying like, hey, I was there. I know. Yeah. He's saying literally in our lifetime, since science has been recording things, if you go to the Galapagos or you go to um, various islands, you know, whatever, we can watch species literally evolving and adapting, yeah. you know, a lot of birds, we can go, you know, a lot of, you know, you can look at a lot of animals, a lot of species that have literally evolved in the last couple hundred years. You know, that's, I think, where he was maybe saying evolution as a scientific fact is yeah. undeniable. Right. He's not talking about origin necessarily. He's saying, I believe God created man out of the dust. He breathed his life and spirit into yeah. us. But so, so, you know, why are we up in arms about terminologies here? Yeah. You know, like we, he believes God's God is a creative God. He had creative intent. He has the yeah. grand design and how we got from point A to point B. Nobody knows. And does it change who we believe God to be? Does it hmm. change his power or, or purpose? No, you yeah, know, nah. whether it's six days or six millennia, God's still the source, hmm. you know? Whether he, he sparked the Big Bang with a grand design or he literally did it in six chronological days, who cares? And one thing I, yeah, I really you know? appreciate about Joel and, and I, I actually I appreciate about a lot, a lot of the guys at Hillsong is, like you alluded to earlier, Cameron, there's a lot of people, a lot of public Christians who like to say something controversial, drop the bomb and then leave, like a smoke bomb. They vanish and all of a sudden they just the, their mentions on Twitter are just contentious with people going back and forth forever. And Joel did a really great job here of explaining very clearly uh, more than he had to, more than he was obligated to, of uh, very carefully walking yeah. through his his beliefs about this, and, and I hope that other people will take a lesson from that about be willing to yeah. to have the confidence and the knowledge, the the research and experience to tell people what they're signing up for when they listen to you talk about something very important, theology. 
Well, mm-hmm. and the, the other thing, too, is like recognizing, like Cameron said, there is a, a widely held spectrum of beliefs around this topic that people who are, you know, pretty um, universally respected hold to. We tweeted, uh, we posted a story about what Billy Graham, you know, I feel like people usually consider yeah. him pretty orthodox. Here's This is what Billy Graham said about... Uh, listen how similar it is to what Joel said. He said, I don't think there's any conflict at all between science today and the scriptures. I think we have all misinterpreted scriptures many times, and we've tried to make the scriptures say things mm-hmm. that they weren't meant to say. And I think we have made a mistake by thinking the Bible is a scientific book. The, book, the Bible mm-hmm. is not a book of science. The Bible is a book of redemption, and of course, I accept the creation story. I believe that God created man, and whether it came by an evolutionary process and at a certain point he took this person or being and made him a living soul or not does not change the fact that God created man. Whichever way God did make it makes no difference as to what man is in man's relationship with God. I mean, that's Billy Graham. Like, that doesn't seem like that's all that controversial. It seems like we're living kind of, though, in an era where people are looking for things to be outraged about, though. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, I mean, and and, and it is... uh unique that you would be in a modern worship concert or, or, or worship service at church and the word mm-hmm. evolve is right. in the worship yeah, song. Right. You don't, you don't usually sing a song yeah. that kind of tips its hat to science in that way. Yeah. I think that's the unusual thing. I mean, like this is an old debate, right? You know, and I think it really comes down to like people who are like, well, the Bible says this and wanting, you know, wanting to hold to it in a very literal way and not, you know, being open to more nuanced interpretations of all that kind of thing, you know, but I think you're right. That, that is the, that is the um, novel thing is singing a worship song and coming across the word evolve. Yeah. In, in creation. I, you know, I went, you know, I grew up in Christian schools and everything and it was taught the very kind of fundamentalist kind of view of literal six days of creation. Mm-hmm. And even as a, as a kid, I was aware of the fact that like, well, God, you know, let's say he created man. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't create like an embryo. He created, mm-hmm. in my mind, as a 10-year-old, he created, you know, a, an adult man. Well, yeah. you would have cellular age. He would have, you know, wrinkles. He would have, you know, he, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. God created, if you believe the instant poof, you know, there's man. Yeah. Uh, he created man with age. Therefore, he created creation with age. You know, so mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're saying that the rocks are 6 billion years old. Okay, I see. I could believe that God created them with that age, okay. just like He created man with age. So that, so I had no problem with being taught the literal six days. Okay, mm-hmm. and with that mindset. So when Jesse and uh, Adam Smith and I went up to the Creation Museum, mm-hmm. Adam was a little more progressive in his theology than I was. Yeah, or at least in our upbringings. And uh, he was just rah, 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 you know, the whole time. I'm like, man, just have grace for where they're coming from. It's like, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't change who God is, you know. But then I also have been uh, at the BioLogos Bio conferences where mm-hmm. some of the leading scientists and astrophysicists and stuff who are Christians shared their origin beliefs from mm-hmm. a scientific perspective and how they rectify the creation story in Genesis one with their kind of scientific fact that they know. Mm. And it definitely evolved my worldview, no yeah. pun intended, but like I have no problem with either. And then the cool thing is that they have no problem with either. Like right. they're kind of going, listen, we know in part, yeah. we see in part, mm-hmm. we believe that God had a grand design and creative intent and how we got from the origin of, you know, creation to where we are today and where it will go. We believe God had a path and a plan for that. Whether you believe it happened quickly or, or over eons, 
okay. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. can't we all just get along and be open to science and be open to uh, the supernatural? And, and like, yeah. just, we, we don't know. What do you think is at stake for people, though, who like, this is a contentious yeah. argument for them? I think it's I, the sovereignty of God. You know, that like, you know, like God, yeah, I just think it's a thing of like, I'm right and you're wrong. I believe mm. God is this one thing. And I think it was what Billy Graham said, where you try to put God into a box or, mm. or what Joel said. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, that's the thing of like, have to, I have to be fully right. And mm. I, I think that's a human thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not, I don't think God <laughs> cares. Yeah. It's yeah. the opposite of humility too. The other thing that always like baffles me about this debate is like, you know, was it six days or, you know, was it, you know, six, I don't know, and a half billion years or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. whose six days are we talking about? Like, we know, mm-hmm. like, we know for a fact time is relative that mm-hmm. at different places, I mean, it's, it's like what, like interstellar or whatever, you know, like different places in the uh-huh. universe, you would age at different, you know, rates because time we understand is not just a construct how we measure it as a construct but it's like space time is one thing and it moves differently depending on where you are so even that you're talking about a relative term so yeah. you know god's time is different than our time literally and so yeah th- there's a lot about the debate that when you get too literalist can start to fall apart if you don't appreciate the nuances of it yeah, that's what I wonder is, and that's, that's where my question, like, what's at stake is like, what are people afraid of losing, you know, that are like, if you are someone who believes it was six 24 hour periods, because, you know, that's what I think when I see the word day in the Bible, you know, like if you're wrong about that, then what do mm-hmm. you lose? You know, and yeah. I, I'm not sure what they, I'm not sure what they think they lose if, if that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think some, I, I don't know. I think some people are so protective of the idea of like infallibility, like the infallibility of the Bible that they say, you know, well, yeah. if this isn't literal, then how can I expect Slippery any of slope it to kind be? of thing. But that even right. seems reductive in a way because there are parts of the Bible that are clearly not literal. You know, I mean, Jesus yeah, talked like the prodigal in, son in is perils, not like a, you know? a documentary, you know, <laughs> story. Right. You know, you you have things in there that are like Jesus tells a story to tell a, to teach a lesson that didn't actually happen. You know, like. And being able to think through, like, how do we think of things as being true? You know, when we read them, like, there's more than one way for this to. There's more than one way for this to be true or to be truth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jesus's primary right. means of communicating truths was telling stories that weren't true. I mean, that's what the parables were. There was no the lost sheep and the lost coin. Those are parables that were stories to illustrate a bigger point but like he didn't intend on for us to take those actual uh parables as historical accounts of anything yep so i think joel should just get an i'm with stupid shirt (laughs) 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 just start flipping uh spinning a sign that says it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) i don't really care do you (laughs) i mean i just like like being out on the california coast and going out and looking at the grandness of and even being in Montana the previous week and just looking yeah. at creation, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's just, it really is awe-inspiring and, and driving down the road and just looking at the vastness of creation and the beauty of it. Just, I it really are, you really are reminded of how great God is, yeah. you know, and even that's just a small portion. Imagine the Himalayans and imagine, I mean, just the variety of, I was watching the blue planet and, uh, and, uh, planet earth too, mm-hmm. you know, recently yeah. on Netflix yeah. and you watch that stuff and you just go, 
I just it's just mind blowing. And then when you start to study astronomy at all, and just mm-hmm. you understand the absolute vastness of of the universe, it, it's just you can't wrap your head around it. Yeah. And then like we try to like reduce God to like have to play by our rules, and it yeah. just makes me sad. You know yeah. that like we can't just be in awe of His creative wonder. You know, like mm-hmm. who who cares? Right. Yeah. He had a plan for this. Right. I, I believe that. And that's my my belief system is that yeah. God has a plan and a purpose. That there is something unique in the spirit realm to humanity yeah. versus the you know the minerals and the animals and everything else, but you look at this and you're just going, yes, creation is alive and breathing and, and evolving. And that's undeniable. Right. Why are we trying to be reductive? Why can't we say God is bigger than we could ever comprehend? And, and, and the, this one chapter of the Bible doesn't tell the full story. And that seems to be the point. Like, you know, when I read Genesis one, like it's, it is about like the, the sacredness that you're talking about, that bigness of God and all that kind of thing is like, that's the thing that I think that the scripture is trying to speak to us. And I think that's the thing that we need to know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think it, yeah, well, and it's a whole, I mean, this is going down a whole thing, but it's a whole way of like reading scriptures where you never, where you don't feel like, you're going to read something that's going to threaten some principle, just have an openness that, you know, uh, that God's in control, like you were saying, Cameron, and also that, you know, the Holy Spirit will actually guide us when we engage his word. It's like, you know, the first, the other, the other chapter that like you hear a lot of debate about is like the beginning of James when it, when James talks about faith without works is dead. And like, Mm -hmm. if you're not doing these things, then you're probably not a Christian is the implication of it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. when Martin Luther, you know, came up with the basis of what is now like reformed theology, he found that so problematic. Mm -hmm. He actually joked about removing James from the Bible and it's like, right. if, if we're at that point, then we, we might be thinking about this whole thing wrong instead of like an openness where we, we feel threatened by things, even other things in mm. the Bible. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a different in case you missed it. Than <laughs> <all>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, you're welcome for hashing out your beliefs. Joel, we fi- uh, hey, Joel. Like, yeah, we fixed it for you. <laughs> <laughs> next time, maybe start here and then we can work on Twitter. <laughs> all right. Stay tuned. Up next, Taylor Gray joins us. That's that power when you can't move, power when you empty. Power at your weakest moment, power when they tempt you. That power when it's complex and power when it's simple. The power when it's fake to you and power when it's, when it's real, yeah. I got enough issues. I don't need trust issues. Nothing is coincidental. I'm hoping that touch your mental. I showed up with too much potential. My black fist on the wheel of this rental. Lord, I pray you crush every ounce of pride that even touch my temple. You're listening to our next guest, Taylor Gray. The song is HGP featuring Eshan Burgundy. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Mondo Cosmo with Tonight Tonight. Well, today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. I've been using Squarespace for years, and it truly is uh, beautiful and easy. Creating your site with Squarespace is intuitive. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. If you sign up for a year, you'll even receive a custom domain for free. You can design a best-in-class online store with Squarespace's award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more, all without a single plug-in. 
They even include all the tools you need to track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails with one intuitive interspace. Um, yeah, that was, that's was that been the big change for them over the last couple of years. They've gone into Squarespace commerce. It's yeah. been more than just doing a blog. It's like you mm-hmm. can sell swag. You now. can make some money. I, I love it. I love it because it, it's designed intelligently, but it's really right. evolved too. In oh a lot of ways. my uh, gosh. Uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> hey, right now, oh. Squarespace is offering a uh, special <laughs> offer for relevant podcast listeners. Uh, go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, set your website apart. Uh, rapper Taylor Gray is back with a new album, The Love Don't Last Long. Along with the spiritual themes he's known for, you know, he's also a pastor. Uh, the album touches on themes like political power dynamics, shame, wealth, and more. We recently spoke with Taylor about the album and the experiences that inspired it. Here is part of our conversation with Taylor Gray. No more questions, no more questions. Let's be honest, this ain't for you. No more extras, no more lectures. I can't promise this is normal. I've been all up in the desert with a treasure full of riches. You just, you just shrug your shoulders, see some breast and some fishes. I see miracles. Tell me about the title. Where did, where does the title "The Love Don't Last Long" come from? Um, it's kind of a title that has a few different meanings. So just kind of maybe the, the short, concise view of. A love doesn't last long in terms of um, maybe fan response. You know, if you're an mm. artist and you're hoping in kind of that momentum of love and support, all of the kind of things that come with being an artist that you look for as far as fan, as far as fan response, um, it doesn't last. And mm. and for me, I'm the type of person that. Um, you know, sometimes I look for the worst case scenario. So mm-hmm. I try to look to the end as a measure of protection for the present. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether or not people enjoy the music in the moment, I could make a mistake to just jack all this up. I mm-hmm. could do something that, you know, really just causes all of whatever highs I'm experiencing now to come crashing down. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, just trying to prepare my heart on the front end and say, uh, this doesn't last uh, always. You know, there's always the possibility that it could come to an end. But in the the broader scheme, kind of the grander screen, grander scheme of things, mm-hmm. the title is is, speak, is speaking to uh, things that we love that um, are worthless, uh, the things that we love that ultimately don't deserve all of our affection and devotion. Um, and sometimes we want love from people in things that will never satisfy us. So since there is kind of an end to that, since there is kind of a, an expiration to that, um, just reminding myself that whatever I could love the most here in this existence with all my heart won't last. Mm. Not something that deserves all of my attention and affection. I have to keep the the right perspective on the one who sustains me forever. In my younger days, I might find a weapon that can help me in these hunger games. I might hit depression if you tell me I have no control. You might catch a contact at my concert. But I've been giving up all my highs, giving up on these, uh, Giving up on these chains that hold me. What got you thinking about that transient experience of love and uh, and the material on this album? Um, well, 
I'll say probably the first thing that comes to my mind, uh, social media, you know, um, <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's probably like where everybody's looking for their love. Um, and it's, you know, social media can be an exhausting experience, yeah. right? You know, like you're, you're just kind of, uh, maybe either you're on an Island and you're just trying to get somebody to listen to you or, uh, maybe you're just trying to keep up with whatever the conversation of the day is, or maybe you have kind of your own business interests that you're you're trying to keep at the forefront of everybody's mind, but you're seeking affirmation. You're seeking that um, that kind of response from people that um, lets you know that you're doing the right thing, you're doing great, and they love you. Mm. And ultimately, it, it distorts your view of what true love really is. It can distort your, your view of reality as a whole. And, um, you know, I think 50 years from now, we're going to do a study on how social media impacted us as a culture and society. And we're going to find out some disturbing things. Mm. So um, that's kind of like one of the first things that come to mind when we look for love in the wrong places. Um, so I know for me personally, I have to guard my heart and, and take specific um, efforts or I have to make specific efforts to be present with reality, present with people who I care about, present with the circumstances that I've invested in um, so that it doesn't get distorted with maybe this false view of love. I won't let you search it for the secrets. Time to hit the surface with the deep ones. It done took me 33 years to find my own reflection. I've been swimming with these creatures. Only I get preachers. Open up the text with me. Only I can show this to you what you should expect from me. A bloody mess. They told me there was love here. It's just murder, sex, and drugs here. And finally we penetrated. What are you what are you excited about people experiencing when they listen to like are there any tracks that or a track that you're more excited about people experiencing than others? Um, it depends on the day. Um, sometimes like when, you, <laughs> when you're transparent and you're trying to share something that, you know, is touchy, you're scared of how people are going to react. But, um, yeah, I, for the most part, I, I think that the honesty is worth it. So maybe a song like Atlanta, um, mm -hmm. a song that is, is maybe in tone, more upbeat, more hopeful, more positive, because the reflection is about heaven. The song is about heaven. And we're talking about laying all these cares aside, laying all the false views aside, experiencing a beauty and diversity unlike anything we could have ever hoped for. Um, and essentially, we're in the best place that we could be and enjoying that with one another. with race and issues of justice on the album and I just wondered if you you know had any comments about that yeah um, so I can't escape the race conversation for a couple of reasons number one because I'm black and I live in America um, but probably more intensely because I'm a black man who's pastoring an all white congregation mm. so um, there's a real tension in our society right now that 
just doesn't allow me to take a break from the conversation. Wow. Um, and so I would say in the album, I'm trying to flesh that out in, in a number of different ways. Some of it could be just the social dynamics, like whether we're talking about poverty, whether we're talking about actual mistreatment of people on the basis of the skin color, um, or, or whether we're talking about theology, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I tried to open up the album just juxtaposing those tensions by saying like, I don't want a faith that tries to canonize Calvin. Right. And for some reason, like that is like an area of tension mm -hmm. for a lot of Christians that I interact with um, in the reformed spectrum um, where, you know, Calvin is also seen as um, almost like an apostle, somebody yeah. who helped write the Bible. Right. And, um, you know, exploring that tension ultimately leads us down the history of slavery in America mm -hmm. and how um, I think propaganda explored in Precious Puritans, a lot of the doctrine that we uphold and that we, we currently use to inform our faith today came from people who own slaves. Yeah. So right after saying something about not wanting to canonize Calvin, and I say, I don't want any friends around that try to sanitize Malcolm. And that's Malcolm X. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. like, don't don't try to take Malcolm X away from me, or try to excuse him away because he's just as impactful to me as a non-canonized Calvin. Yeah. So that tension is very present for me, and I, I know who I'm going to probably offend, or somebody who's going to have another question for me after I say something like that. But it's just kind of a small picture of how race. Uh, affects my um, my life in the way that I pastor, the way that I interact with friends and family. Um, but there's a huge narrative about that that I could talk about across society. I say this with a tear in my eye. Some people were just destined to die. For so long, I witnessed the wolf scattered a whole flock. Sold my soapbox surrounded by broke clocks. Let's watch the good shepherd throw rocks together the whole flock. Some of us don't stop, so the good shepherd lets life go on and break us. And I am often the crippled one lying face up. That was Taylor Gray. Make sure to check out his new album, Love Don't Last Long. to St. Paul and the Broken Bones Song is Apollo New album coming out, I'm excited Okay, it's time for our annual 4th of July tradition Indie Rock Band or Firework Okay, Jesse uh, we are, so annually we you you create a game yes. where we, you you choose a name of, of something and see, this name is either an Indie Rock Band or or the name of an actual firework. Yes. We have a listener play one of our cast members. So this year, Andre Henry is going to be going up. One of our listeners, Grace. Hi, Grace. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. I'm so excited <laughs> to be on. Where are you uh, calling us from? 
I'm calling you from Hart, Michigan, about an hour and a half north of Grand Rapids. Sweet. So I work at a camp up there. Oh, you're at a camp, like a summer camp. I am. Yeah, like a summer camp. So, you know, it's a pretty great place. It's actually called Grace Adventures. So I get a lot of kids thinking I'm a very (laughs) successful (laughs) 23-year-old. I take it. I'm a fan. Grace, no. do you ever take play? Do you ever take part in any of the hijinks with the campers? <laughs> um. Well, so not anymore because they expect me to be an adult now, which is kind of you know so a little lame. lame so but lame. I was yeah. on our summer staff in years before and definitely took part in some hijinks. Now I didn't ever set anything on the camp on fire, unlike you, Jesse. So I'm not <laughs> sure I can quite live up to those tales. Unless arson is involved, it's not real hijinks. Um, I do want to say, <laughs> oh, Grace, also, I'm looking okay. back in our DM. She has DM'd us twice about three facts. I, and I know we're not doing that right now, but I just want to say one fact that yeah. she gave us that I really appreciate. Um, so, so what you're referencing is our listener of the week. Yeah. Every week, they send three people send us three facts about themselves to be our listener of the week. You're saying she has sent us three facts. You did not select her, yeah. but while you just happened to notice yeah. a couple of these facts. That uh, her family okay. from Ohio once road trip to California, Cameron. So the old California oh. road trip, except theirs was, theirs was in an Astro van and they all had matching shirts with our quote unquote tour stops on the back, a.k.a. Nice. the places we stopped <laughs> oh, along yeah. the way. Your family sounds <laughs> awesome, Grace. <laughs> Whose idea was that? Um, this was most definitely my mom. Okay. And so right. it was, you know, big into the time of Chris Tomlin's indescribable song. Nice, so nice. it was the Maris indescribable <laughs> tour. Um, and they were like these homemade t-shirts with iron on print. So Love like it. by Aww. the end of the, t- of the tour, they were like peeling off and gross. But right. you better believe that was the Christmas card that year on top of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Question. Of yeah. you, how many days was the road trip? Um, so we did it in about four weeks. So oh. we started in Ohio, but then we did like the whole out west stop. So we did like Mount Rushmore, Yosemite, like just kind of hitting all the big stops along the wow. way. Question. So we were picking my sister up from a mission trip in California. How, so. Okay. A mission trip. To, what did she do as a mission trip? Did she do any preaching on the Santa Monica Pier? <laughs> that is a question. She, I don't think she did. It was actually, um, so both of us did this mission trip at different times. You were actually a clown for a summer as part of this. Oh, wow. No lie. Um, so we tried to minister to kids as clowns via the, um, via the ministry of clowning like park program. Mm, right. So scared. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> can I just say that your parents sound like they're both like awesome Christian versions of Phil Dunphy. Everything about them sounds like something <laughs> Phil Dunphy would have pretty done. Pretty much. That's an accurate description for sure. Grace, this is Grace. This is Tyler. We were talking oh, okay. before you got on about how rare it is. To see street preachers, street uh, evangelists who actually have good news. It seems like they're always talking about bad news. But it sounds to me like your family yeah. found a hack via the art of clowning that mixes, that mixes <laughs> genuine good news. Yeah, sadly so. Sadly so. I wish it wasn't a true fact, but yep. Oh, yep. I celebrate so. it. I mean, it wasn't just like our family. There was like 
40 teenagers <laughs> that did this missions trip. So it, I mean, not that I, I don't think that actually makes it better. A pack so. of 40 clowns coming at you to tell you about <laughs> Jesus. That's terrifying. Actually, I might have to rescind. That's my a mom. Did, that did, is a, uh, it, a clown yeah, mom. Kind of, yeah, did all, before, you know, like it came out. So we are not as scary as clowns are now. Did I all hope. 40 of you travel around California in a mini Cooper? All 40 jumped out of a tiny little car. I'm still hung up on this four week road trip where you had to wear the same t-shirt every day for the pictures. Were the letters peeling off because you didn't wash stops so the t-shirts weren't like every day um so thankfully just for like you know the big stops on the tour so we could tell people about what our shirts meant you know a little yeah. little gospel integration in there of course so so you guys evangelized at all your stops you know no it wasn't we were like you know i think my parents just was hoping like people would ask about the t-shirts <laughs> so they could tell them about like why we were enjoying god's creation all that kind of stuff so. wow I like it. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. her her family sounds like the greatest starter. family there's ever been. Oh, yeah. It really does. Like just in every way, your family is very. I, admirable. I would like to think so. Now this was like 15 years ago, so thankfully, you know, we've become a little more subtle in our evangelistic ways. So you know. <laughs> Do you guys have any? And did any of the kids rebel? I mean, it sounds like you guys are all on the straight and narrow. You're doing good. Yeah, no one really rebelled, you know. We all look back and laugh at some of the things we did as children, you know, like our uh, clowning missions trips and things like that. But no one, like, straight up rebelled. So, like, I work at a Christian camp. My sister's a principal at a Christian school. So, you know, we stayed we stayed pretty good. Right. See, I mean, looking at best practices. I mean, yeah. raise a child up for the in the art of clowning, as the good book says. <laughs> and they should not <laughs> leave them in their age. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Give a child a matching t-shirt and, and they should, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. All right. So it's time for the game. Uh, it's going to be Grace versus Andre. Uh, have you ever gone on a road trip wearing a matching t-shirt with your family, Andre? I have not. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't recommend. So, you know, you're not missing out. Too <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we'll do five rounds of Indie Rock Banner Firework. I will keep score. Jesse will be the uh, question asker. Take it away. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, the rules are very simple. I w- I'm going to name a name. You have to tell me it is if it is the name of a firework that, uh, that you can actually purchase or if it's the name of an indie artist. Okay. So that's all, that's all there is to it. Uh, uh, the winner will receive uh, a matching T-shirt of some sort. Okay, Andre, first okay. up, mm-hmm. electric jellyfish. Electric jellyfish. Oh wow! <laughs> oh oh wow! Okay, uh, electric jellyfish. I'm gonna guess that that is an indie band. I'm sorry, electric jellyfish is a really awesome firework. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grace. Grace, the game's can... pretty straightforward, as you can see. If you're a new listener, <laughs> Grace. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you're, you can come out to the lead here if you can tell me if Willow Among the Palms is a firework or an indie band. I, I'm going to go indie band on this one. I'm sorry. You guys are both really bad at that. That is a firework as well. You're getting waste. Man, these fireworks guys are getting way more poetic than in years. I know. I know. It's, along the ponds. Yeah, they're not as playing fast. They're not as fast. What and happened loose to like Cat Screamer or whatever? Right? I mean, like, right. yeah. That's an indie band, actually. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was my next one, Cameron Cat Screamer. Thanks a lot. 
<laughs> all right, all right, Andre. Horse feathers. <laughs> Horse feathers. Indie band. Or I'm still firework. sticking with indie band. Yeah, I, I feel like say, I've heard of this band. It's got to be an indie band. Yeah. You are correct. That is an indie yeah. band. Yeah. on the board. Oh. Sweet. First blood. If it was a firework, then I'd love to see that firework. <laughs> okay. Okay. Be majestic, right? <laughs> uh, all right, okay. Let's see. Uh, uh, Grace Saturn battery, Saturn battery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going indie band on this one. I think. I think it's a firework. That is a definitely a firework. <laughs> <laughs> all right. After two rounds, it's one zero, Andre. Mm, success. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right, Andre. Illuminati hotties. Illuminati hotties. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hard. I think it's a firework. I like it either way. Firework. I'm sorry. That is an indie artist, and I maybe I haven't heard them before, but they sound awesome. Illuminati they hotties is, is actually uh, an indie band. Okay. All right, Grace. Well, you can get back in this. Okay. Atomica all right, all right. Afterglow. Atomica afterglow all right i'm going firework on this one feeling good look who is on the board good work grace you are correct that is a firework there you go things just got tie game after three rounds Mm -hmm. okay Okay. all right andre (laughs) oh this is all one word mind you serpent with feet (laughs) serpent (laughs) with feet indie artist i love how redundant that name is um serpent with feet Oh man! Uh, firework. I'm sorry. That is ah! a weird firework. I need to. <laughs> yeah. I need to go with my okay. first impression. Oh, all right, me? Grace. Yeah. All right, Grace. Rolling blackout coastal fever. I'm going indie band because that's a lot of words to write on a firework. <laughs> that's a good. Point. You are correct. I like the logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that you're thinking through this. Uh, right now, Grace is up two to one. No. Okay. Okay, Andre. Large happy planet. <laughs> large happy planet. Oh my gosh. Um, large happy planet firework. I hope it is. You, my sir, are correct. I honestly didn't know. I was like, oh, I could go either way. All right, Grace. <laughs> Grace, gender reveal. <laughs> gender reveal. Come on. I'm, I'm going fireworks. You're right. It's one yeah. that you can either buy in pink or blue, and it'll reveal the gender of your oh, kid. Or no whatever. way. Yeah. That makes sense. Hey, right now, after five rounds, it's three to two, Grace. So is that is that it? Or are you going to do a mega round? I think we need a mega round. Here's a how it's going to work. Here's how the mega round's going to work. Um, I will name... Okay, I'm going to name uh, three, and they're all going to be in one category. Okay? So these are either... All three of these are fireworks, or all three of these are indie bands. Uh, the winner of this round gets what, Cameron? Three points for the mega round? Three points. Absolutely. Mega round gets three points. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right, Grace. I'm gonna you, you get to go first. So I again, all three will either be fireworks or indie bands. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. The first, and wait till the end to answer. The first is Fierce Tiger. Okay. Ooh, the second. Okay. 
is Four Horsemen. Okay. The third is Hootenanny. <laughs> <laughs> I got three of those last July. And the fourth is Minotaur. Or the so are those all fireworks or are those indie artists? I'm going indie artists. Feeling strong on this wow. one. Wow. Grace, I'm sorry. Each of those is a firework. <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait, so 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 Andre, if he gets these, gets this one, could win. I could. Yeah. 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 Because it's three to yeah. two right now, and she missed the mega round. Although I, yeah. I totally would have guessed the same. Really? Okay. See, I, they, they sounded all fireworks. All those sound to me. like fireworks. Minotaur. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> Minotaur sounds like Minotaur. a metal band. Minotaur honest. sounds it's, like a metal band or a DJ. DJ Minotaur. Right. That's not indie yeah. band. <laughs> okay. All right, Andre. All right. Sea sparrow, as like in the sea and the like, like S E A. Sea okay. sparrow. Uh-huh. Okay. Golden fox. <laughs> okay. Sea sparrow, golden fox, and finally cascade of color. Oh my god! That one just ones. threw That's it off. That one. just threw the hard whole one. thing off. Indie van or fireworks? What are the names again? <laughs> Sea Sparrow, Sparrow, Cascade of Color, and Golden Mm -hmm. Fox. Man, it could be. It could be either one, right? Okay, I'm going to go with Firework. You are correct, Andre Henry for the win. Yes, nice. Wow, (laughs) close game, Grace. Yeah, it was. Good job, congratulations. I'm going to do a fun. I'm going to do a quick lightning round for you. Okay. 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 (laughs) For all guys, just because he got. Just because he has a whole bunch of. Frog eyes. You got to go. You got to be quick here. Frog eyes. Frog eyes. Oh, um, firework. Indie band. Um, uh, <laughs> Pee Wee Longway. Indie band. Indie band. Correct. Uh, stack attack. Indie band. Firework. Dragon tails. Firework. Indie band. Firework. Game of Thrones spinoff. Correct. All right. Well, hey, Andre, uh, congratulations and Grace. Valiant effort. Valiant effort. Thank you. Thank you. Did I win something like a juice box or something like that? (laughs) (laughs) We are going to give you a t-shirt. I'm going to iron a couple of letters onto it saying you're a winner, but three of them kind of peeled off already. So five days vacation time. (laughs) <laughs> and it also says it also says on there, ask me about John three sixteen. It's, it's a very powerful. Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh subtle, subtle good. Well thanks really good. hey Grace, thanks for playing. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having thanks, us Grace. on. Yeah. All right, well that'll do it for Indie Bander Fireworks. Stay tuned up next. Your feedback. I push away the people that I love the most. Why? I don't want no one to know I'm vulnerable. Why? So uncomfortable, why? Stop asking me questions, I just wanna feel alive Until I die, this isn't Ace Flow Just let me rhyme, I'm in disguise I'm a busy person, got no time for lies One of a kind, they don't see it, I pull out their eyes I'm on a ride I've been doing this for most of my life With no advice, take my chances, I just roll the dice Do what I like As a kid, I was afraid of eyes Put that aside, now I'm here and they look so surprised What's so on my you're listening to NF. No, it's not Eminem. The song is Why. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, we asked you for the question of the week. What is your worst or funniest summer vacation story? 
Jesse and I have gone to Montana this year. We're going mm-hmm. to Las Vegas this coming weekend. Yeah, we are. On vacation. Uh, I've been to Montana again. I just got back from California. People are traveling right now. A lot of you guys are catching up on podcasts right now because you're on the road. You're catching up on our show. We've been seeing the tweets. So we want to know your worst or funniest summer vacation stories. You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you also post it on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. Uh, so Garrett had, he, this is a little bit of a callback because I joked earlier, uh, last week that I was hitting the quill pretty hard. I was, you know, was sipping the night quill, uh, and had a bad experience. Uh, Garrett tells us why that's not even funny to joke about. Uh, he went on a mission trip four years ago to Haiti and got really, really bad sunburn, like all over him. And I guess he didn't really, uh, know. Oh, oh. And so he got the sunburn, but he thinks, he doesn't realize it's summer and he thinks he may have been allergic to some Haitian food. And so I, I don't know if the, there's a lot of elements of this, of this this story. Things? What's that a Chandler? I said, how can you mistake those two things? A sunburn versus food poisoning. Uh, let me just say this. There's a lot of things in this story that I don't understand <laughs> that if Garrett were on, I would ask him about because he then says that for some reason, he thinks the proper way to treat an allergic reaction, evidently to Haitian food is to rub Benadryl directly onto the skin. So he has his friends rub down everywhere he's burned, again, thinking this is an allergic uh, reaction to Haitian food, to rub his body <laughs> with Benadryl. He I don't then think he can be allergic to, to Haitian food. I'm, I mean, like, I've got a general, lot of questions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just like yeah, there's so many different I've, kinds of food. He thinks that this is his exact words, thinking it might have been some allergic reaction to the Haitian food. (laughs) So then he feels like the right thing to do is to have his friends rub Benadryl all over his skin. He then takes two Benadryl uh, pills. So he ended up sleeping uh, eight straight hours. Evidently, I guess the Benadryl can seep in your skin. Um, uh, After sleeping straight through like eight hours, he, his youth pastor tried to wake him up and his pastor was like calling his name. Garrett says he could hear his youth pastor calling him, but he was like in a uh, Benadryl coma and it took like an hour for him to come out of it. Like people were like screaming at him for 30 minutes, it took him 30 minutes to wake up. So not only did he have a horrible, painful back, uh, 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 sunburn, possibly he's allergic to Haitian food. He's also one of the only people ever to overdose on Benadryl by rubbing it on their bare skin. So just a <laughs> Horrible, horrible. He didn't tell us how many people came to Christ because of his cool t-shirt either. So thanks a lot. Make it all about you. Adam Demore has a funny one. Um, he writes the setup while on our honeymoon, my wife and I decide it would be fun to, to try horseback riding at a small ranch in Northwest Quebec. We live close by in Ottawa. Much like Eddie, they give me a huge old work workhorse named Bruce. I being too prideful <laughs> to use the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I being too prideful to use the step stool, take two running tries until I make it in the saddle. My wife two gets running <laughs> tries. What happened on the first one? He must oh, just bounce yeah. off the we, side we, of the horse. We, we can't just glaze over that the, there was two took two tries to get on the horse. He didn't give the details, but I'm I'm gonna assume that he did I can not. Picture it. Yeah. If I'm the horse and Bruce is coming at me full speed, bounces <laughs> off of my side. 
and he comes again, I'm moving. Yeah. If I'm the horse, I'm running. This is quite literally him and Bruce getting off on the wrong foot. Like, things have gone very <laughs> south. If, if It doesn't matter what creature you are. If you have any dignity and someone tries yeah. to jump on your back and misses and just, like, lands against your side with a thud, that's not a great start to a relationship. No, it's not. <laughs> My wife gets a, ju- gets, jumpy, gets a jumpy horse named Patience who names... Who names these beasts? Yeah. After a long, crazy journey with horse feathers. <laughs> after, a long, crazy, after a long, crazy journey with some unintended galloping scares, we arrived near the end. The story, it rained the day before and the ground was a little wet. Riding along the side of the hill, I took one hand off the reins to adjust my hat. <clears throat> At that moment, Bruce, my giant horse, slips in the mud, startling himself into a full gallop up the hill. I lose grip and fall, but I happen to still have one foot stuck in a stirrup. So now I'm flapping like a flag in the breeze on the side of this running horse, smacking its butt with my flailing body. This, by the way, makes them go faster. I finally get my foot and fall to the ground, breaking my ribs. Our guide runs over to me, very excited, saying, oh, yay, we just finished training for this. Can you move your legs? I could. I got back on the horse and rode into the stable, never to ride again. He rode (laughs) back on the horse with broken ribs. Yeah. Wow. That's painful. Minotaur. <laughs> I've got I've got some questions about this one. I feel like a lot of these are user error. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. I feel like a lot of people made the Ill, some ill advice to say, I've got love for all the fans, all the listeners out there, but but hopefully they all left this sadder but wiser. Brandon Oliver was on a mission trip to Australia during college. Uh, he says he was in Sydney. Uh, for some reason, like 15 of us decided to take a glass elevator to get up to another walkway. And someone suggested we all jump while it was going up to scare one of our more senior team members so right there like some is this, poor this, is a mission tri- this is a mission trip right this is a mission trip yeah this is a okay. this is a ministry opportunity um we succeeded in freaking her out but we also succeeded in getting the elevator stuck we were there for like two hours while the fire mm. department tried to figure it out to make things oh worse, gosh. and I don't know if this would make things worse or not, but uh, make things worse. Someone passed gas while we were in there, and they blamed it on me. Brandon says the fact that Brandon feels the need to bring it up doesn't make me think that he didn't do it. But <laughs> yeah. just, uh, you're not making uh, a very, very good, good case if you still haven't got over. I promise it wasn't, guys. He says they I blamed promise. it. On, he says they blamed it on me. He doesn't say it wasn't him. All he says is he took the blame for it. Yeah. We can all make of that whatever we will. There wasn't room to sit down or anything, so I wasn't very popular. When we did get out, it let us out at the top, and all the authorities were at the bottom. So we all just left without talking to the police or fire department or anything. That means that there is a collection of cops and fire workers in Australia who, to this day, wonder what happened to that group of people that they tried to rescue from the fire department, from the <laughs> elevator. They just think that they ate each other at some point and were lost for forever that's and, top of and they're wondering they're wondering who is the person that passed gas in there and we can tell you to this day it's brandon it's, brandon. it's with 100 percent assurance i love this mission trip too you know a lot of those fireworks were those those firefighters they're probably you know i think australia is a relatively christian country so they're probably most of the people were uh were christians anyway a couple of them this was so rude that they've renounced the faith so thanks a lot brandon we lost the couple your the mission trip total was negative two firefighters are no longer negative. 
<laughs> the kingdom lost two that day. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, there's a lot more that came from. If you want to join in, uh, check out the John Mark McMillan uh, episode uh, podcast yeah. page at yeah. the website. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Okay, well, earlier in the show, uh, we were talking about the street preachers at Santa Monica Pier and the guy who was debating, kind of uh, <laughs> d- d- refuting. I don't know. Um, and then, and then uh, Grace, our friend Grace, was telling us about participating in a band of 40 evangelizing clowns one summer, <laughs> just roving the great. countryside of California. Yeah. When Grace goes evangelizing, <laughs> she rolls 40 clowns deep. It <laughs> is very impressive. It just got us thinking about the more unique uh, evangelism attempts that, you know, we, we've all been privy to either seeing or being on the receiving, receiving end of them or uh, participating probably in our youth group years. Mm. Uh, so we want to know for this week's question week, what's one of the more unique um, uh, evangelism experiences you have seen or participated in. Mm. You can hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your story on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. I think the 40 clowns might might be among the top of the more <laughs> it's an unique. Early, it's an early front runner. <laughs> I, I have to imagine there's some good human video stories out oh, there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Be, <laughs> yeah. That was a very. Hold on, do they still like, do human do, videos? Because that was a very '90s youth group thing. No, they, they called might. them dramas when I was in uh, dramas in youth group. Yeah, yeah. what? Like the black t. Everybody's in a black t-shirt except for the one tall white guy who's Jesus who's in the white Jesus, t-shirt. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm aging myself, but when I was oh, in high man. school, it was always Carmen's the champion that would oh, be sure. played over yeah. a speaker, and we would act it out beat by beat because that's the way Carmen writes his songs. Is literal, yeah. you know, drama. We did one to uh, YouTube Bloody Sunday. No when way. Was, oh, was, oh, wow. Oh, that's, wow. Cool. that's edgy. Yeah. Okay. My, my deductive reasoning. Pastor Rob Bell, you hippie. <laughs> <laughs> my deductive reasoning says that human videos are still a thing because there is still a human videos category for the fine arts festival. This is true. I went down a rabbit hole for a listicle one time. You know what? It was, uh, it was a definite, I got to find it. It was a definitive ranking of like human video stuff. Like I can't remember what I was ranking about the human videos, (laughs) but it was like costumes and human videos or human video moves or something like that. And I only remember it because the subtitle, I pretty much made the video because I thought the subtitle was great. Preach the gospel when necessary, preach the gospel at all times, but when necessary, necessary use words. I just felt like mm-hmm. it's too good for a human video listicle. But I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube and there's a legit like national competition. There like yeah. people yeah. go and compete. The of God. I want to see the winners. Like how, Dude, how they much are do they stand elaborate. Out, you know? I watched a bunch one time and they are super and these people are into it, man. Like this is like uh you know, what's his name? Lloyd Weber style mime videos it is very it's very impressive i, I mean i you know i re-got saved just to make just to just to <laughs> i think i think that's why sure. i think that's why kendrick lamar got baptized again he saw <laughs> one really elaborate human video. video he saw yeah. the na- he saw the <laughs> the human video national championships if you watch espn 2 late enough at night every <laughs> once in a while you'll catch the human video national championship it's pretty cool <laughs> I thought that was a very special episode of the 700 Club on the Freeform channel. <laughs> We're coming to you live from the Human Video National Championship here with us. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's a You're- Christopher Guest movie. That's a Danny McBride oh, HBO show. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Here to defend oh. her title. 
three years three years running yeah all like my favorite part of human videos is the people who are like really into miming the vices like the people who (laughs) it's like their job to be drunkenness you know and they're just boozing up like you know like kid kid I get it okay something called subtlety here there's something called subtlety here and they're passing the joint like real you know right 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 I take it back my favorite is no longer I'm now I'm thinking about it is no longer the kids acting through the vice of drugs although that's very entertaining it's uh, because it's obvious that none of those kids have ever tasted alcohol or done any drugs in their lives the way they're minding it (laughs) good for them but my favorite is the ones that end with like a kung fu matrix fight between Jesus and the devil like like, like, what's one way we can say that that Jesus conquered death at you know resurrection and I got it we'll say it's a very elaborate fight and I never understood because they let Satan land a few blows in there and it gets very theologically yeah. confusing but it heightens the drama <laughs> when, when when Satan like lands the roundhouse kick and then Jesus like wipes the blood off his lip like oh you got one on me and then he just you know comes <laughs> in a headlock it's, it's pretty great <laughs> alright well hit us up with your uh, more unique evangelism experiences that you've seen or participated in okay um, well that'll do it for this week's show many thanks to Squarespace for, for making the episode possible. Remember, go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Also, thanks to Taylor Gray for joining us. His new album, The Love Don't Last Long, is out now. You can follow him on Twitter at Taylor underscore Gray. Taylor's T-A-E-L-O-R underscore G-R-A-Y. Hey, the new issue of Relevant is available now. It's featuring Leon Bridges on the cover, plus a bunch of other great content. You can view it online at relevantmagazine.com or you can pick it up at newsstands nationwide. If you head over to the website now, there's a great deal going on uh, for subscriptions. If you like the paper edition, you can keep it on your coffee table and everybody will go, ooh, what's this? this? And you can like evangelize your friends. Well, very what do we have it's here? Yeah. Let's... Yeah. There you go. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Andre Henry. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Jesse Carey. For Annie F. Downs and Eddie Koffeltz, we'll see you on Friday. Happy July 4th, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Raise a child up in the art of clowning, as the good book says, and they shall not flee from you. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.